feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, could we see the end of Nikki Haley's presidential campaign tomorrow? Just a little bit ago, an announcement coming out from the Nikki Haley campaign that she will do an update on, quote, the state of the race. It's going to happen in Greenville, South Carolina, Tomorrow, noon Eastern time, and speculation tonight is running wild. Could it spell the end of her presidential aspirations, at least for now? Well, if you look at some of the polls, she has still, boy, a mountain to climb to catch up to President Trump in her own home state. And that is because the South Carolina primary is taking place the GOP primary this Saturday. And some of the latest polls are showing that President Trump is up anywhere from 30 to 35 points over Nikki Haley in the state, of course, where she has spent her life, where she has been governor, where her kids are. And you would think of all places, this would be where she is dominating. But she knew from the beginning that the polls were not in her favor. And in the last few weeks, President Trump has only gained in the race in South Carolina. She hasn't closed the gap. And so far this election season, sometimes, you know, the polls are not exactly spot on. But lately in this presidential, at least primary season, so far, it looks like the polls are pretty accurate, and it looks like she is about to be clobbered in her own home state. So is she four days before the all-important South Carolina GOP primary? Is she calling it quits? What do you think her message is going to be tomorrow? And do you think it is time for her to get out of the race? A lot of people felt she should have gotten out after Iowa. Then a lot of people said, well, maybe in New Hampshire she should get out. Remember in Iowa, she came in third behind Ron DeSantis, and he got out. Remember, he didn't stay in the race after that. He got out. And yet, of course, she still continues to get a lot of funding, a lot of big money supporting her. Clearly, people who are anti-Trump are spending big bucks on her. But at some point, do people say, wait a minute, there doesn't look like a path, and It's not worth spending money down a dry hole. At some point, you got to go, wait a minute, is this a good use of my money? So the big question is, do you think this is the final chapter for Nikki Haley? Or do you think she's in there to reaffirm? Because a lot of people are thinking, okay, she's probably going to drop out. She just was, by the way, yesterday, she was at a town hall on Fox News And I watched it, and she was asked over and over again, are you going to drop out? What's going to happen if you don't do well in your home state? It certainly doesn't look good if she gets clobbered in her own home state. If you can't win in your home state, it doesn't bode well for the rest of the race. Of course, the biggie after that is then uh, Michigan, and then you have Super Tuesday. So there were thoughts, well, maybe she's going to, like, forego her state, and then maybe Michigan, and then Super Tuesday might be the last hurrah. 
But if you are donors to Nikki Haley, is there any reason to keep sponsoring her? Is there any reason to keep putting money in there if you know that she's going to get clobbered in her own home state? And then if you look at some of the polls that are Super Tuesday, the real big one that is coming right after that, and he's doing really great in all of those ones too? Or is she waiting to see if Alvin Bragg maybe gets a conviction because they basically gave Trump a corporate death sentence last week, Judge Engeron, that is with Letitia James in New York, So I think they're trying to give him a uh, criminal death sentence in the next one. And that's that hush money case. I mean, this is just crazy. But it is lawfare at its, (laughs) I don't even want to say finest. It's lawfare at its worst because it's really un-American and it's unseemly. And there are a lot of people coming out today just saying that decision that happened by the New York judge last week was so over the top, so blatant, such a politicization of our justice system. And people are just shaking their heads all over the country, all over the world going, are you kidding me? This is like what happens in Russia. This is what happens in banana republics. It's not supposed to happen in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime where I see such a politicization and use of the justice system, the lawfare, if you will. So what's ahead for Nikki Haley? What do you think she needs to do tomorrow? And do you think she is going to say, okay, I'm calling it quits? If she is, it's because the donors are saying no more. I think she would keep going, it looks like, until the money dries out. But maybe the money is driving out privately. But here she was yesterday, and she was at this town hall, and she said she's looking at the numbers and says there's still a path for her. But maybe something's changed in the last 24 hours. Listen to this. 70% of Americans right now say they don't want Biden or Trump in this election. The majority of Americans disapprove of Joe Biden. The majority of Americans disapprove of Donald Trump. Both of those men put us trillions of dollars in debt that our kids are never going to forgive us for. And are we really going to put our, all of our problems and issues in the hands of two 80-year-olds running for president? We need someone who can serve eight years fully working, fully disciplined, and ready to get the job done. We can't go and take the chance of doing this with two 80-year-olds. That has been her argument all along. But if you look at the polls, where is the pathway for her? And she also said, it looks like there will be a female president, either her or Kamala or maybe Michelle, if they get rid of Joe Biden. Here is what she proclaimed just 24 hours ago. Here is Nikki Haley. I think it's been chaos. But that's what we see. Chaos just follows him everywhere he goes. And some of this has been very politically motivated. We see that for what it is. Some of it has not been fair. Some he's going to have to defend himself. And we're going to find out whether, you know, there's something behind it or not. But the problem is, this is someone we're talking about could win the Republican nomination. And he's going to be in court March and April. May and June. He, by his own words, said he's going to be spending more time in court than he is on the campaign trail. That's a problem. Republicans will not win if Donald Trump is the nominee. It's not going to happen. Every poll shows that he can't beat Biden. 
Some are down by five. Some are down by seven. On his best day, it's margin of error. I'm in every one of those same general election polls, and I defeat Biden by up to 17 points. When you look at that, that's the focus we need to have. What good is saying we want to go fix our country if we don't win? We have to win to get that done. Because there will be a female president of the United States. It will either be me or it will be Kamala Harris. And that's the focus that we have to have. And then she was asked, would she endorse Trump if he's the nominee? She wouldn't answer. She kind of hedged on that one because at that point, and again, this was yesterday, uh, about 24 hours ago, she said, no, I'm sticking in the race. I'm not going anywhere. That's at least what she said 24 hours ago. But then remember, Ron DeSantis said that, and then suddenly he bowed out the next day. So a lot of things change very quickly in politics. But she did say, when she was asked, if Trump were to be convicted, would you pardon him? And she said, yeah, this is making a lot of headlines. Listen to this. Governor Haley, if you were elected president, would you Donald Trump if he was convicted of a crime in federal court? Well, thank you for that question. You know, if you're talking about pardoning Trump, it's not a matter of innocence or guilt at that point, because that means he would have already been found guilty. I believe in the best interest of bringing the country together, I would pardon Donald Trump, because I think it's important for the country to move on. We've got to leave the negativity and the baggage behind. I don't want this country divided any further. I don't think it's in the best interest for America to have an 80-year-old president sitting in jail and having everybody upset about it. I think this would be the time that we would need to move forward and get this out of the way. And that was one of the biggest applauses she had. Again, it's for Nikki Haley. It was a pretty pro-Nikki Haley crowd. But when she said she would pardon Trump, the place loved it. What does that say about the future of her chances to run? And I think it's already there's so much bad blood between her and President Trump, so much mudslinging. A lot of people are saying, well, could she be the vice presidential pick for him? I do think he needs to pick somebody who will appeal to, quote, suburban women. If you look at some of the polls, it doesn't necessarily have to be a woman. There's word like a Nick, you know, Tim Scott. That could be somebody who, you know, very optimistic, very positive message, uh, African-American and conservative, uh, very, very nice guy, very charismatic. That kind of a person maybe could be the great choice for VP. There's a lot of women out there, too. Christy Nome, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You hear those names, Elise Stefanik. But what about Nikki Haley? Or is there just too much bad blood? People in the campaign say there's just so much bad blood. But then never say never in the world of politics. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ben, line five. Ben, your reaction. What do you think we're going to hear from Nikki Haley tomorrow? Yeah, I think she's going to bow out. And also, my thing is, you know, was she endorse uh, President Trump? She also said chaos always follows him. And I remember when I was growing up, uh, there was get smart and chaos was the enemy. So the enemy is always following him, uh, which is um, deployed by the um, the Democrats. 
So, you, you know what? I like how you bring in uh, Maxwell Smart. I love Get Smart, <laughs> where he talked on the phone on a shoe. Remember, he yeah. was like calling, you know, his code phone. He was always the best. I loved him. Yeah, that was a good. Now, you do you think she will endorse Trump right away, like DeSantis did, or do you think there'll be a little reluctance? I think there may be reluctance because you know it's kind of the bad blood against them. But then again, if she's if she doesn't. You know, she might as well give up her um, her political career, though, in my sense. Or has she already crossed that line, Ben? That's my thought. Some people think she may have already crossed that line. Yeah, yeah, I would say that she crossed it because um, the how how Trump is beating her in her home state. So, yeah, that speaks volumes. I agree, Ben. Thank you very much. Let's go to Norm real quick. Line three, Norm, your thoughts. She's not going anywhere. She's not going to stop. And she's not and she's not going anywhere. She's hated by the base. She's not going anywhere, but she is not going to stop. So what, what do you think she's going to announce it, tomorrow? I don't know. She's going to take <laughs> it till November. She's not stopping. So what do you think she's going to say tomorrow? What's uh, the status is I'm still in and I'm not going anywhere. I'm still in and, <laughs> and full speed ahead. And, uh, and uh, you know, and it doesn't matter if I lose uh, uh, if I, if I lose uh South Carolina. It doesn't matter. We have to stop Trump. Blah, blah, blah. She's gonna, she's not stopping. Do you think, Norm, let me ask you, do you believe because she's already sort of crossed the line, it doesn't, uh, like she feels like it's sort of the point of no return? It's the point of no return. And uh, she, you know, she wants to be, uh, I don't know, maybe she wants to be on MSNBC. I don't know. But uh, she want you know, she's she's she knows she's going to lose. She knows she's going to lose because if she goes up against Biden, I mean, I, I bet you anything Biden's going to win because it is, you know, it's it. You know, the, the base does not love her. They'll stay home. Yeah. And no, Biden will wind up right. winning. You're right. I think a lot of people in the Republican base will stay home. And I think she's crossed the line. That's why you heard what I said, Norm. I think it all comes down to money. Because if the yeah. donors say, uh, we're not paying anymore, then she's in no man's land. But until they, mm. until the gravy train dries up, she can keep going. So that's the question. What are the donors gravy. saying? <laughs> hey, it's not Thanksgiving yet, but you never know. <laughs> Norm, thank you very much. And it'll be interesting to see what she's doing. You're right. I, that's why I'm not convinced she's going to drop out tomorrow. She very well may say what you said. That's why if the donors still have money and they want to still have that person be a thorn in Trump's side and they'll keep funding it, I think she'll keep going. But I think it's up to the donors. Maybe donors had some heart-to-heart conversations with her or uh, pulled out some uh, big money recently. That could also obviously change things on a dime for her. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody. After the break, what is Nikki Haley going to say tomorrow? She says she has a big announcement on the state of her race. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show.
Norm, this is for you. Where is Don Adams? Maxwell Smart of Get Smart. Was it Kathy Rigby, right? Was it? Who was the one who played the... uh, Barbara Feldon, that's right. That's right. That's right. I love that show. I love when he picked up the shoe and, like, would make the calls. He was the best. He was the best. Norm, you're bringing us back to some great, great memories. Well, we are talking about Nikki Haley and her team putting out that they have a major announcement tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Tim Scott, of course, one of the main senators there from South Carolina, he and Lindsey Graham, Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham both endorsing President Trump. Tim Scott saying just a few minutes ago that he hopes Nikki Haley is dropping out because he senses, quote, desperation from her campaign. So is she dropping out or is she doubling down? Let's go to Mike. Line three. Mike, what do you think? Well, I think Nikki Haley is lying. I don't know what poll she's been um, uh, looking at, but I haven't seen one single poll that, that has Nikki Haley beating Joe Biden. I've seen multiple polls that have Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. Actually, Mike, I have to do I do have to correct you because there were a number of polls that showed early on her beating Joe Biden. Some of the recent ones have not shown her with. But it was actually originally there was a lot. Uh, But now in the latest ones, we've seen Trump also beating Joe Biden. Um, I think anybody with a pulse can beat Joe Biden. That's my thought. Your thoughts real quick, Mike. Well, I don't. I don't see. I don't know who does these polls, but um, and this. Where's this? Seventy percent of Americans don't want Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Where does that? Where does she just get these numbers from? Well, that part is indeed hogwash. Uh, and if you look at the polls, most don't want Biden. That's for sure. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And be sure to check out GoyaCares.com. They do so much to fight the scourge of human trafficking and so many other important issues protecting the family, check out GoyaCares.com. And everybody, this powerful story coming from Englewood, Florida, where a six-month-old baby was seriously injured when a crash trapped the baby underneath debris and a motorcyclist's body. A sheriff's deputy is credited with saving the baby's life. Deputy Sergeant Dave Musgrove was driving his patrol vehicle earlier this month when a motorcyclist sped past him in another lane. The moments that followed were terrifying as the motorcyclist passed at more than 100 miles an hour. And seconds later, the deputy saw a bright light and a plume of dust and smoke. So the sergeant turned on his emergency lights and pulled up to an intersection where the motorcycle had collided with another vehicle. The motorcycle was shattered in the road. Footage from Musgrove's dash cam showed and screaming was coming from the vehicle. As the sergeant approached, he observed the motorcyclist deceased 
wedged into the rear window of the driver's side of the vehicle. And he rushed to check on the victims. He heard the driver yell to him, pleading to help her children. He immediately ran around the vehicle and opened the back seat passenger door to find a very young girl in a booster seat. He pulled her out of the car as a mother yelled that there was a baby on the other side. She was screaming, please, please help me. So he ran from his truck, took hold of the young girl, while another officer then helped him go back to the car for the other child where the baby was trapped. Underneath the deceased motorist, the sergeant located a baby seat with an infant inside who was apparently unconscious. At this time, bystanders approached. They helped to move the motorcyclist off of the infant and cut the seatbelt so that the sergeant could remove the car seat and check on the baby. He pulled the baby from the car as her mother frantically screamed for help. The baby was not found breathing and did not have a pulse. He started immediately doing chest compressions until he heard the baby take a big breath. At this point, paramedics had arrived, took over life-saving efforts, and soon detected a pulse for the child. What an amazing, amazing moment. Musgrove yelled out to his deputies, now with the mother, to tell her that the baby is alive. Your child is alive. And she screamed, thank goodness. Well, uh, the sheriff of the area said the actions of Sergeant Musgrove are to be commended. His poise and calm demeanor in the scene of utter chaos and tragedy ultimately saved the life of this beautiful child. We want to thank also the bystanders who came to his aid as well, allowing him to focus on the immediate need of the baby. And we offer our thoughts and prayers to the families and friends of the motorcyclist. What a powerful story. By the way, uh, this location, Englewood, Florida, is about 90 miles south of Tampa. But quick thinking by this sergeant, literally saved that little baby, which they may not have had any idea where it was uh, because the mother said, find my child, find my child, was screaming. And thank goodness, this sergeant and great bystanders, great teamwork saved this young child. And that's why we always love doing this segment every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in blue. Well, we are talking about Nikki Haley saying she has a major announcement tomorrow at noon in Greenville, South Carolina. Again, the big South Carolina primary will be four days away at that point. It's on Saturday. It's a big one. It's also her home state. And this comes as there are a lot of people saying Biden is not fit to run another term. We were just talking with Mike who was like, hey, where are these polls that say Trump If you look at the polls, overwhelmingly, and, you know, there's a few years difference between the two, Trump and Biden. But let's be honest, guys. When you look at it cognitively, Trump is like 20 years younger. I mean, come on. Age is just a number. I had, I've talked about this. I had lunch with a 92-year-old recently. She was sharp as a tack. She was funny. She was so much more astute than Biden has been in the last few years. So age is irrelevant. It's cognitive level, competence, mental degradation, and we're seeing it before our eyes. I met Biden for the first time in the 1980s. I met him when I was in college, guys. So, I mean, this is crazy. It's obvious that he is degrading before our eyes. And even a few years ago, he was much more sharper and quippier. It's obvious he is losing the mental and physical 
stamina. And if you look at the polls, 83% of Americans, and that includes 70% of Democrats, say he is not ready to run another term. And over the weekend, he had another gaffe. He has these gaffes all the time. He had one last week at the end of the week where, you know, it was about he was about to make some big statement on the Russian opposition leader, Navalny, who mysteriously died or was killed by Putin. And he was like, uh, 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 he had a brain freeze. Then remember, he was confusing where to stand when King Abdullah was at the White House. He didn't know Biden where to stand. Where was his mark? Where should he be? It just looked awful. And then a few days earlier, he confused, remember, Mexico and also the president of Egypt. So there's a lot of kerfuffles as of late. And it's all due, I think, to what we are definitely seeing is mental degradation. And then he had a whopper over the weekend where he confused NATO for Ukraine. Here it is. I want to make sure that Congress come home and pass the legislation funding NATO. So Congress needs to come home and fund NATO. He definitely meant Ukraine because he was talking about the funding for Ukraine right before. And he didn't even correct himself. He didn't even realize that he said the wrong thing. And so over the weekend, also, we heard from Ronald Reagan's daughter, Patty Davis. This is what she said on NBC's Meet the Press. She said it's time that everybody who is running for president, especially over a certain age, take a cognitive test. Take a listen. The other big issue that has been in the forefront right now is the issue of age. Your father, when he was elected at the time, was the oldest person elected president 69. at 69. I know. Now, obviously, the president is in his 80s. Former President Trump, the front runner, is in his late 70s. Do you think there should be cognitive tests for people running for the highest office in the land? Probably, yeah. I mean, in just what we know about what age can do, it doesn't always do that, but um, it would probably be a good idea. Yeah, I know. My father was 77 when he left office after two terms. It seems so young now, doesn't it? Yes. Did it seem at the time old to you? We talked about your dad as being, at the time, the oldest president. Um, I don't think it did, because, you know, it was... was, it was 87, I believe, when he stood in front of the Berlin Wall and said, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. So that was not someone who was fractured in, in age. But now when the White House press corps has been asking Corinne Jean-Pierre and others, will Biden take a mental competency test? She's like, no, he doesn't need to take one. President Trump took one. Remember when everybody was questioning his mental competence? even though it was because he just didn't agree with the nasty press corps that was going up against him every single day. And he took it, and we heard from the doctor that he did very well, and I'm not surprised. I mean, there is such a contrast between the two guys. So I think, you know, yeah, if you want to put it at a certain age, maybe everybody should take a test over X age, or if there's some visible signs of degradation or something even earlier. But what do you have to hide, Mr. President? And I think we should also see what Robert Hur has in the report because the Republicans are trying to get Robert Hur to testify and also to release a full transcript of his interview with Joe Biden. I think it's actually very appropriate. He should certainly release it. Put it out there so the whole world sees exactly what 
Joe Biden said in that interview, remember, he's claiming that it was Robert Hurd, the special counsel, who said that, hey, tell me what year around what years Bo passed away, your son. And remember, Biden came out and was scolding him. Oh, I can't believe he said that. That's so terrible. Blah, 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 blah. It turned out that it was, according to NBC News, which is not like, you know, anti-Biden by any means. NBC News says it was Joe Biden who brought it up as a time reference. And then he still couldn't remember the years he was struggling. So he can't even keep the story straight as to what he was asked and what he wasn't asked. So I even want to see it even more now because there's even more questions about Biden's competence. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And in the middle of all this, there could be a big development on the GOP side. I think a lot of people are just wondering, when will the shoe drop? And we're talking about Nikki Haley. She's announcing that she is delivering a state of the race speech tomorrow in Greenville, South Carolina, to address the state of the presidential race. And she's doing it at Clemson University in Greenville, South Carolina. And it's going to be at noon. So is this the end of her campaign? And should it be the end of her campaign? And is it time for it to be a Trump versus Biden, minus all the distractions. Maybe minus all the lawsuits, too. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al, line two. Al, your thoughts. Yeah, hi, Rita. You know, Rita, I'm not sure if Nikki Haley will drop off tomorrow, uh, drop out tomorrow of the race, but I hope she does. I hope she uh, and her followers coalesce behind President Trump. Uh, just like Steve Bannon, an interesting guy, today he was on Sit-In Friends. He said, from modern-day uh, presidential politics, uh, you know, this race is so important that the next six or eight months are going to be hell. Uh, we know President Trump is the better candidate, but these Democrats are evil. They're going to try to steal this race. And, uh, you know, this country's, uh, everything is on the line here. Uh, you know, the country as we know it, if President Trump doesn't get in, we're finished. Uh, the border, uh, law and order. So we know these Democrats, they're going to try to steal this race. Now, how do you think, are you talking about, oh, by what means? I, uh, by the way, I do believe that they will do anything to stay in power right now, just in general. Right. You know, I mean, you look at it. Um, and that's why I'm not sure if they're going to keep Joe Biden. I mean, I know some people really believe that they're going to keep Joe Biden. I'm not so sure, because if you look at it, it's like, I mean, you look at these polls that we were just talking about. He's, you know, he is dropping, you know, like like a lead weight. And at some point, the Democrats <laughs> yeah. are going to look at their own self-interest and go, you know what, uh, maybe we need to bring in a Michelle Obama or somebody like that, maybe after the convention even. Yeah, because, you know, the campaign season, as you know, Rita being a, a seasoned journalist and a, a radio broadcaster, that, you know, it's a strenuous to be out there on the uh, campaign and you got to be in top-notch form. Uh, he's, he's in bad shape. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. And I think what you're going to see is possibly a Trump-Senator uh, Scott ticket. I think that's the ticket. I think President Trump and Senator Scott have a really good uh, relationship. They feel comfortable around each other. And I think that's what we're going to see heading into the uh, election. And I predict that um, if President Trump gets elected, I predict seeing 
like Vivek Ramaswamy. Here's my, I think yeah. somewhere in business, like maybe commerce Absolutely. or small business. Treasury. Yeah, Treasury, something like that. I see Doug Burgum, uh, the governor of North Dakota, Definitely. maybe energy, something, you know, that's yeah. a, his big bailiwick energy uh, somewhere in that sector. I, I sort right. of see the tea leaves going. Now, what about Nikki Haley? If, um, if, whether she drops out or not tomorrow, do you see her being a part of President Trump's cabinet if he gets elected? Possibly. I think, uh, you know, knowing a little bit about politics, I think if she gets out tomorrow, it's soon enough. I mean, I don't think the damage has been done, but I think if she takes it to Saturday, then the damage has been done. But she could save herself tomorrow and still uh, get back into the inner circle. All's fair in uh, love and politics, I guess, right? And in love and presidential politics. Al, thank you very, very much. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we will be talking about the boycott of New York by a number of truckers who say after the ridiculous decision last week where Trump was ordered to pay $355 million plus about $100 million in interest, the equivalent of a corporate death penalty, that they will no longer deliver to New York. Uh, so that's interesting. And a lot of people are coming out and saying how over the top that decision was. Plus also some new numbers of the crossings at our southern border and also the historic highs at our northern border, some really scary numbers about what is coming into our country in terms of different nationalities and how they are not being vetted and the different stunning ways that people are finding to cross the border. Some just kind of blatantly walking and waving to the cameras, others kind of going up mountains and everything else, but still making it through. And it sounds like very few are being, if any, turned around. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Betsy, line four. Betsy, what do you think Nikki Haley's going to do tomorrow? Uh, she might have a really amazing suggestion for a vice president. She might. But can I say the other thing that I call Yeah, for? yeah, yeah. Now, now, when you say when she Nikki, might have... Nikki hang Haley. on, hang on, though. Hold on a second, Betsy, yeah. before I have you move forward. When you say she might have a suggestion, are you thinking... Her that she may say she should be, or oh what are you God. saying? No, no, nobody wants her for vice president, but she just might come up with somebody who everybody says, "Oh, that's a really fascinating suggestion for you know th- that she would choose for vice president." Right? Yeah. No, that's it. But then you got to. By the way, uh, you got to win uh, a race before you got. Exactly. She hasn't even but, won a primary her, yet. Right. Know? Right. But that would give her some buzz, you know. Yeah, it would. If it's that, that's true. If it's somebody interesting, you're right. It needs yeah, to be it something. To be very interesting. Yeah. It needs to be something, Betsy. Because if you're going to put an announcement out saying we have a thing on the state of the race, you don't just kind of do something to say, "Hey, we're in it to win it," right? I mean, exactly. It would have to be something like really fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go but ahead. What I was going to say was um, 
This is the same person who's been proposing that people shouldn't be, should, should have to work until they're 77 in order to collect Social Security. And then she's saying that to be able to work at 77 to be president, you're too old. So this makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, that's a great point. She wants you to keep working, but she doesn't want you to work in the White House, I guess, exactly. right? <laughs> and you know who's brilliant at 90 is Senator Grassley. Oh, yeah. Sharp. I would love him to be my lawyer. He's he's really sharp. He's very sharp. And by the way, I saw Senator Grass. I think it's been about a year or two. I've known him for many years. I knew him when I was in Washington, but I saw and him. he was old then. Yes, and he was old then. <laughs> but but to, to add to your point, Betsy, I saw him maybe about a year or two. Rita, have you been? He was like reciting things that he had said to me maybe like five, ten years before. Sharp Perfect. as a tack. Great. Sharp Thank as you a so tack. Much. Betsy, great points. Betsy just hit on a very interesting point that maybe Nikki Haley is going to say, hey, here's my running mate or here's my this. Uh, It's got to be something because you don't just say, hey, I'm going to put out an announcement on the state of the race and then it's a good old laissez-faire. Tony, your thoughts. Is she in or out tomorrow? Rita Cosby, she's out. Um, Her performance as a candidate has has been so under par. Her comments about um, Vivek and his like scum and the Congress is lying. I think really people see her for who she is. I think her backing will be gone because they're going to see that Joe Biden is really not capable. And if they have no one else, they definitely don't want it to be her. So I think her days are number two. I think she, she really has shown us that she doesn't have the quality and the dignity and the demeanor and the compassion for the American people. And that has been seen in everything she said, including what all your callers said tonight, Rita. They said she was a liar. They said she don't care about old people. And she really doesn't know where she fits in. So her her motto is liar, liar, pants on fire. And that's what she'll call everybody she meets. And I think Nobody she's lost some identity, I think. And also within the GOP, I think because she's taken such a strong uh anti-Trump, but also anti a a number of things, it's been sort of surprising. I mean, she's sort of like carved a niche, but being uh, on a far alternate candidate, not even within like, you know, it's not sort of feeling like Ron DeSantis, whose policies were very similar to Trump. And yet he didn't take as many swipes as she's really taken a lot of swipes at him. Um, So and obviously he's taken a lot of ones at her, too. But She hasn't won a race yet, and it'll be interesting to see what she does tomorrow. We'll continue, everybody, after the break.